0: Welcome back to the CBS Sports Ion College Basketball Podcast where we sometimes discuss camel fighting, dodo birds, and leaky black. The Ion College Basketball Podcast is presented by Jersey Mikes. Jersey Mikes, a sub above? Matt Norlander is here with me. He's in Stanford, Connecticut at the CBS Sports HQ Studios. I'm in a hotel in New York City after... Being in studio for CBS Sports Network. If you're watching on YouTube, smash the like button like your Brandon Davies. It's Friday night for crying out loud. You have consent. And if you haven't yet subscribed to the CBS Sports College Basketball YouTube channel, please do that while you're here. Okay, let's get into it. It was a wild Friday night in the 2023 NCAA tournament. We started the day with two number one seeds left. We ended the day with zero number one seeds left. First, San Diego State, my Aztecs. Eliminated top seed Alabama, 71-64. Then Miami eliminated top seed Houston, 89-75. So for the first time ever, we have an elite eight with zero number one seeds, which means something other than a number one seed will win the NCAA tournament for the first time since 2016. Dead leg. We're going to discuss both of these games independently later, but let's Mm go with your reaction to what has arguably become, if not clearly become the wackiest bracket we've ever seen.
1: It's one of the wackiest, although the current total, if you added up all the remaining seeds in the elite eight is not the highest ever. So there is a counter wacky argument. And by the way, the last time there was no one seed that won it, it was in Houston, which is where we'll be going. Uh, it's been a really fun past couple of nights here. I was obviously at the Garden on Thursday, and I will be there again on Saturday to watch FAU play against Kansas State. Um, feels like the story we roll with here first, GP, is number one overall seed, right? I mean, the the fact that we lose the number one overall seed, we lose all the one seeds, but Alabama going down means that Louisville 2013 is still the last time we had a one seed, number one overall, win a national championship. It's only happened three times in the 19 tournaments that we've done since this was uh, started in 2004 and it also means that we're gonna have the fourth final four without a one seed ever 80 6 and 2011 are the times that that it's happened before it's been uh, it's been wild what was your primary takeaway on the day
0: well obviously you know getting to an elite eight with no number one seeds is historic and I think everybody, who covers college basketball or even follows it has tweeted or retweeted this. Um, but the most interesting fact as it pertains to where we're at in this moment is that either Creighton, Florida Atlantic, Kansas state or San Diego state is guaranteed to play for the national championship.
1: That's how the bracket works. That's correct. People love, people love this by the way. They love, they love going <laughs> I'm looking at the bracket. And one of these teams got to do it. <laughs> they love it. Well, it's, it's, um, Kansas it's, it's, state has been like a top 20 team all season long. So I get that preseason top a preseason last team in the big Twelve. I get it. Like Kansas state hasn't been to a final four in 60 years, but, and Creighton was a preseason top 10 team. So on one hand, you have a team that's supposed to be here or was supposed to be here in the preseason. And then you have another team that's got the best transfer in the country and a guy who's like the King of New York city right now. So it's not like we've got, uh, like, Complete random showing up to the party like San Diego State's been the best program in the Mountain West. I get it, like it's going to be weird. Like we're going to see either the Aztecs or the Blue Jays or the Owls. No, I will not be doing an owl impression on this podcast or the Wildcats from K State in the title game. Like that's going to be weird. That's going to be different. But um, I'm a little bit more taken by the fact that of all the eight coaches remaining, we got Mick, we got Greg McDermott, we've got Brian Dutcher, Dusty May, Jerome Tang, Dan Hurley, Mark Few. Rodney Terry, when we've taken that interim tag off, and Jim Laranega, we're going to have a first time national championship head coach, no matter what. Someone's going to be cutting down the Nets for the first time in their career, and I think that's a pretty cool thing.
0: Yeah, like I get it. Creighton was preseason uh, top 10. Uh, Kansas State's been good all season. Florida Atlantic's won 34 games. San Diego yes. State <laughs> is an outright league champ and league tournament champ. All of these teams are good. I'm not, that's not the point. The point is like, if I would have just gave you those collection of teams at any point this season and said, Hey, one of them is absolutely going to play on the first Monday night in April. You'd have been like, it would have
1: just, it would have paused you. It would have paused me. I I would have been paused. I absolutely would have been paused.
0: That's all. It's It's just just a, it's a, it's a weird group of four to think that one of these teams is guaranteed to be 40 minutes away from a national championship in a few weeks.
1: Well, can I also say this? I said this on HQ earlier. This did wind up being, like, there have been, I don't know, GP feels like, you know, maybe like three of the past six or seven seasons we have had, reasonably so, we have had dialogue about how, like, man, this season's crazy in college basketball. We got all these unranked teams upsetting top 10 teams. And we got all these, like these things that you see, like it's been the second time in 50 years where six top 10 teams lost over the weekend, like that kind of stuff. But then you get to the tournament and like, you look up and you get to a regional final or final four and like, you know, a couple of high seeds have done what they needed to do. Or we have teams that have, that have been established themselves as the best teams in the sport this time. It isn't, it isn't that because you, everyone was like, okay, it was starting to form. Like, especially if like Bama and Houston had won on Friday, and it was like, all right, the one seeds on the opposite side. Like, they almost feel like they are headed for a collision course. That didn't happen, so we do have as parity driven of a tournament as the regular season indicated that we would have. So, you know, there has been a balance to the equation of what we thought was going to happen. Agreed?
0: Yeah, like. It- we had a wacky season where like there was a lot of different number one teams and all in, in surprise teams, but usually you're right. It feels like if not, it, it actually does like the, the bracket, it's, it, it ends where it should end. Like it, we might take a wild path, but then you look up and you go, all right, final four, like at least two of these teams are teams that I always thought would get here or thought could get here. And yeah, maybe one of them is a surprise. You get a George Mason or a Loyola Chicago or a VCU, but but on on our way, like on the road to the Final Four, as they say, um, we 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 typically have some wild curves. But you look up at the end of it and you go, okay, well this this kind of makes sense. And again, um, on some level, having say Creighton in the title game might make some sense. But I'll just go back two weeks on the Monday after Selection Sunday. Uh, you you have an AP poll that is published, mm-hmm. so, and those four teams on that left side of the bracket that are remaining Kansas State was fifteenth San Diego State was eighteenth Florida Atlantic was twenty fifth Creighton was unranked so in the most recent AP poll none of these teams were in the top fourteen and one of them is playing for the national title you put it that way it is it' pause you man I love this tournament though i'm
1: a, i I get it like people are like oh we we lost so many of these uh Either big name coaches or, or power school. I get that. I I, I love every tournament in every form, no matter how we get there, how we go from 68 to 64 to 32 to 16 to eight to four to two to one. I'll
0: take it every single time. Well, well, let, well let, me, let me ask you this then. OK, okay you love it because you live it. I live it. I, I love it because I know these people. And <laughs> okay, and, okay. Can we just start? Can we? You love it because you live it, man. You love the sport. I love it because. Well, no, I mean because I know I mean who these every, people are. <laughs> but no, that's what I mean is that there there would be something like that makes me genuinely happy about seeing Greg McDermott go to a Final Four and Creighton, this awesome basketball program in this amazing city with this incredible fan base. Like, there's something Creighton mm-hmm. in the in the Final Four. Wow, good for them. Florida Atlantic in the Final Four. Happy for Dusty. Happy for the entire program. Kansas State in the Final Four, what are you talking about? Happy for Jerome what Tang. What are you talking about here? Keontae Johnson, Marquise Noel, the King of New York thing is unbelievable, the way that played out in the Garden. Um, you, you know, I'd be thrilled for Brent Stover. San Diego State, Like that's an awesome <laughs> basketball program. And they've been consistently high level for a while and yet banged on because they didn't have NCAA tournament success. The idea that they could be playing for national championship. Awesome. I dig all of this stuff. But is it good for the sport of college basketball? Just because you and I can get excited about it. Because I've seen people argue about this online tonight. It's uh, you tweet either Creighton, Florida, Atlantic, Kansas State, San Diego State is guaranteed to play in the national championship game. And you get people going, oh, wow, this is great. And then you get other people going. Hey, just let me know who wins it at the end. I don't care anymore. Where are you at on this? Is it good or bad for the sport? I
1: I think it's. I think it's fine. You might not see. I I will see on the ratings. Actually, I don't know. Uh,
0: Let me let me tell you. The ratings are going to be bad.
1: Okay. (laughs) Well, there there you go. Um, If it's a especially if it's a one off deal, you know whatever. Like what you have here is. Teams outside the power conference structures, somewhat like FAU, SDSU, although SDSU is probably going to the Pac-12 soon, but uh, and where it is right now, um, you know, competing. Uh, and we have teams uncommonly in spots they aren't normally here. Um, like Jerome Tang, Brian Dutcher, and Dusty May, those coaches didn't have a tournament went to their name, and now they're all going to coach for the Final Four. <laughs> I, I mean, I, that's, just, that's just incredible, man. And you mentioned the no one seeds. It's even more than that. Texas is the only top two seed and we had never before this year had any, even if you put two, one seeds, but no other twos or no other ones. We hadn't had that way. We've never had a year where there's been one or fewer top two seeds in the elite eight. So I I get it. Like, but on my, on my end, I, what the TV rating is, uh, it's not going to affect how I enjoy this sport, how I cover it, the passion I bring to it. Every single tournament is different. And from a broad perspective, yeah. If anything, the tournament's gonna get attention over the weekend because it is so random and, and the teams that we have here and how different it is. And I'll I'll take it, but I I can hear the argument otherwise, man. I just this is what this will happen. You put 68 teams in a bracket. Anything Woo. can happen. Semi random results generator, and that's what we're at. We got owls and blue jays. I've been so busy. I didn't even get to how about this? Creighton mm. makes it. I'll I'll look up what a blue jay sounds. I feel like I owe it. You know, Boone did a great job. Your impressions have been getting progressively worse over the past like two months. They've been terrible. I mean, they've been awful, but I feel like I got to step up. Blue Jays get in. I'll check out a Blue Jay noise and I'll try and bring it on the Sunday pod if they get to the final four. But you got Blue Jays, you got Owls, you got Wild. On that side of the bracket, it does feel like there's the right side feels heavier, right? Between people going to call UConn Gonzaga the de facto national championship game, which is, oh, by the way, hilarious. Okay, so now we're going to give Gonzaga the credit. Now we're going to give Gonzaga the credit. Okay, good deal. And then you got Texas on that side and even Miami. Um, people are going to say whatever team comes out of that is going to be the default champion. But we'll have to just see about that. That seems like the likely scenario, though.
0: If I gave you right side of the bracket at minus 150 right now to win the national championship. I got to take, take, take it. I got to take it. You would yeah, take, you lay take the 150 it. and you would take the right side. Um, I saw it. First off, um, don't threaten me with a Blue Jay impersonation. I'll paint myself blue.
1: Oh, okay. So you want to one? I'm merely trying to make a bird noise to get it to be to get to the level that Boone, by the way, Boone, Boone completely outclassed. He he, he out. I mean, he came into this. I was happy for him. He came into this podcast and said, get the hell out of my way with your little, I'm I'm an owl, (laughs) whatever it was, (laughs) and brought it, man, and brought it. And, uh, and so I'm just trying to step it up. But if you want, if you want to go, I blew myself, by all means
0: i uh i gotta calm down a little bit yeah I, I was a yeah. uh, facetiming yeah. with my six-year-old tonight and he randomly went i'm a horn dog and i said you're a not horn a horn? dog <laughs> yeah he called himself a horn dog i said buddy you can't
1: you only can't. your daddy's allowed to call himself <laughs> yeah you that. can't
0: you can't identify at six as a horn dog and he <laughs> just kept going i'm a horn dog it was outright i wish i knew how to tape stuff or recorded (laughs) or whatever it is you do (laughs) whatever it is people do you know all these people are always getting secretly recorded I wish I knew how to not secretly record my six-year-old can't do it (laughs) I'm gonna paint myself blue you can do a blue jay impression I'll just sit here being blue all right so I saw somebody in the YouTube comments say I I thought the uh, early round ratings were really really good they were really really Good good best ever watch these next two rounds it's gonna it'll probably it'll probably be tough um i do think that what has happened is good in the sense that it highlights how inclusive the sport is and how accessible success can be right in college basketball you can achieve notable things from nearly anywhere not everywhere but from nearly everywhere we just had Princeton in the sweet 16 we've got Florida Atlantic in in the elite 8. I like I like that it 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 proves high major level mid major level you can achieve notable things in this sport from from nearly everywhere. That's good. The bad is that it is almost certainly going to be a television ratings nightmare because no matter who comes out of the right side of that bracket, the left side of that bracket is is going to create some not great ratings, probably. And I saw somebody say, Hey, listen, the country's falling in love with Jerome Tang and Marquise Noel. And I, I think that is true on some level. You know, Patrick Mahomes was tweeting about Marquise Noel. Love uh, it. I love it. Right. The idea that, I and mean, we talked about this last night, you, we, you know, we don't need to get into it again, but like that was awesome. Um, Marquise Noel at the garden was awesome. And that is becoming a big story. But uh, just to place it in proper context about how unfamiliar it really was to people until it happened. I was here in New York today and I bumped into, to somebody who is a prominent sports media figure, smart guy, talented guy, really good. And we, we bumped in and, and we were talking for a minute and he said, so this Noel guy, how has he been good all year? Like, like, he didn't know. He, like, acknowledged. Mm-hmm. Like, I just really, yeah. I never heard of him. That's where we're at. Even the Marquise Noel story that is awesome now is not a story that was familiar with anybody outside of our world, our very defined world, as recently as a couple of days ago. And so that that is just, having had conversations with television executives over the years who monitor this stuff and understand it way better than we could, Honestly, you're better having Michi- a very good but never great Michigan State team in the Elite 8 than you are most of these teams in the Elite 8. The big brands are what people watch. And we've lost not all of them, but we've uh we've lost most of them. And oh by the way, 8 of the top 11 teams in the country according to Kimpa are now gone. 8 of the top 11. Only UConn, Texas, Gonzaga remain. And I would say this is, uh, I'd put it in the negative column. It's awesome that somebody, some school, some coach, some players are about to achieve something that they've never achieved. That's, um, that's unbelievable. Those memories forever. The other side of it is that I think as we go watch the rest of this tournament, with UConn maybe being an exception gonzaga just because they're so familiar but as we watch the rest of this tournament you're not going to feel like you're watching the best teams as much as you feel like you're watching the teams that have been playing really well over the past couple of weeks and maybe that's not much different than say the major league baseball playoffs when a wild card team gets to the world series but it, it does feel like if you put a list together of teams that college basketball experts thought could win the national championship three weeks ago. Almost all of those teams are no longer in this tournament.
1: Let's get to the ones that have been knocked out. Let's recap the night.
0: All right. Up next, we will talk about Friday night's four games individually, but first, you know what time it is. It's time for a word from our partners.
2: Did you know that while over 60% of Americans dream of starting their own business, less than 20% of them take the first step. Taylor Brands handles it all seamlessly, and our listeners will receive 35% off Taylor Brands LLC formation plans using our link, taylorbrands.com slash cbssports. That's T-A-I-L-O-R-B-R-A-N-D-S dot com slash cbssports. So start your business journey today with Taylor Brands subscribe to point forward the podcast so you don't miss a thing
0: so the first game that tip friday was alabama san diego state the final score was sdsu 71 alabama 64 crimson tide shot 32.4 percent from the field 11.1 percent from three they were mm. three of 27 from beyond the arc they led by nine mm-hmm. they trailed by nine they lost the game by seven brandon miller was three of 19 from the field to cap off a historically bad NCAA tournament dead leg. Was this what happened to Alabama on Friday night? An indictment of Alabama style of play or just something that can happen in a single elimination tournament.
1: How about this? Um, the more the more the latter. I think uh, Alabama had 64 points tonight. It averaged 82 a game this season shot 32% from the field for the season, it averaged 44. It averaged 10 made threes a game. You know how many it had tonight?
0: Yes, three. I do. Just said it. Exactly. <laughs> it's just
1: three of 27? What? So if you're like a little bit of the indictment of the style of play 11.1% from the field, not a single fast break point, not one for Alabama in this game. But it's, you know, give San Diego State credit, man. San Diego State has held teams to 50, 61, 49, 57, 57, 52, and 64 in his past seven games. That's 55.7% or 55.7 points per game on average. And Alabama had an issue occasionally this season by not starting off strong. It it had low scoring halves. And in those games and some of those losses, they weren't able to overcome it. Credit San Diego State. They were able to uh, to keep him in check. Brandon Miller had had a terrible tournament. He really he really did. And credit to San Diego State for. I mean, some of the shots just didn't fall, but he he also didn't play well. Um,
0: He also took bad shots over and over. He took bad shots.
1: He took bad shots. By the way, Nate Oates has one win over a single digit seed in his career in six NCAA tournament runs for Nate Oates. Just as a note, like there's, he'll get if he's really as good as we think that he can be as a head coach and he'll eventually uh, you know get rid of that but uh, but there have been some disappointments there. How About this on Brandon Miller, you're seeing that if you're watching right now you can see the the graphic on the screen. Brandon Miller had 28 points in 85 minutes of NCAA tournament play and that came against Corpus Christi, Maryland and San Diego State. He this is from CBS Sports research. This is incredible. Miller is the only player since at least 1960 and likely ever according to our researchers to shoot under 20% he was what nineteen point six percent from the field, technically, in a single tournament with at least forty field goal attempts. Man, it it was it was a bad showing. He had Brandon Miller had ten turnovers and eight made field goals in the tournament. He had more turnovers than made shots. Nobody had that. We're talking about a guy that had that was starting to, in addition to everything else that was happening, obviously, had really started to garner discussion about should he go over Scoot at number two in the draft and whatever. We'll get to that and in, and. In, later in the spring when we got, when we have to talk about draft stuff there. But his lack of his lack of ability to kind of seize the game was the was the was the biggest thing without a doubt. Credit to San Diego State it's in the it's in the elite eight for the first time in program history. Mountain West is in the elite eight for the first time in, in league history. And uh, and Alabama losing is now among all programs to have at least six Sweet 16 appearances. Bama is the worst ever. One and nine is a program in the Sweet 16. One and nine the Miller stuff, man. I'll tell you what. And then I, I do want to hear your your thoughts on, on, on all this and, and the game and how it played out. You can't tell me that everything surrounding the program didn't have some sort of, of effect. I'll never be convinced that. I'm not saying it was the reason it lost. I'm just saying how could it not be a factor. And two, you know, two of the assistants on this staff are going to go take head jobs uh, elsewhere. You know, uh, Brian Hodgson is going to Arkansas State. Um. Charlie Henry's going to Georgia Southern. So I'm not saying like, that's just another thing on the pile. Like there's a lot of stuff surrounding this Alabama program. And then San Diego State, it was, it was, you know what? It's tournament. It's a tournament of matchups, GP. San Diego State was a bad matchup for Alabama. I went on HQ earlier in the day. I said, San Diego State's got a really good chance at winning this game. Did I predict that right? Of course I did not. Of course. No shot did I predict this outright. But I did say San Diego State would cover it and would keep it close and the game would be in doubt with two minutes to go. Well, guess what? I don't have my board here. I don't even know what's on the soundboard. I don't even want to dare touching it. All yeah. right, but I don't have the. I'll try. I'll try and. That one's on me. I was wrong. <laughs> <Pretty> close, <laughs> actually. Uh, let me try you. I was wrong. Not bad. I was wrong on that. San Diego State didn't even have a close near the end. Your thoughts on what the Aztecs? I believe you call them your Aztecs. They're my Aztecs. Into the tide.
0: We have a lot of history, me and my Aztecs. And uh, so I'm happy to see them get to this point, and to do it like. They, I know they they only won by single digits, but like vice they grip were,
1: GP vice grip,
0: they were in control of the game. It felt like the entire second half, and if not most of the game, and they did it while Matt Bradley, their leading scorer, was two of nine from the field. I mean, what if I told you before the game, all I can tell you is that they're going to get basically nothing from Matt Bradley. Well, <laughs> how are they gonna how are they gonna get into the seventies? And how are they going to win?
1: Um, well, I would, I would, I would have told you
0: that Brandon
1: Miller is going to shoot three of nineteen from the field. That's Jesus what I would say. Lord,
0: um, over. But, but I, I like you I had San Diego State covering this game. I did not have San Diego State winning the game, but I did have San Diego State covering. And I don't know if you remember. I hope you remember. If not, I can remind you. Would you like yeah. me to remind you? I don't remember. Right in the middle of the season. I went ahead and guaranteed you San Diego State would go to the Sweet 16.
1: You did. I do remember this. That I was. I, do. I, was,
0: I was committed. I think you to also
1: it. had A&M going to the Final Four, but the. Uh, the yeah, I
0: know. I had. I had a and I told you I would take a and and San Diego State both to go to the Sweet 16, no matter what. Yeah, w- mm-hmm. one of them worked out. We don't have to talk about the other one. I'm just saying <sighs> this one worked out. And how about this? If you're, if you're somebody who maybe doesn't follow the sport that closely and you go, well, wow, a uh, Mountain West team just eliminated the number one overall seed, I'll have you know that you can sort data over at barttorvik.com. It's a useful tool. And over the past two months, so you like run it from January 24th to the present. Is that o- so? Over the past two months. Okay. San Diego State is fifteen and two and ranked fourth in the country at Bartorbik
1: I got one for you. I said it on the HQ earlier. You, you don't and have and you one stretch- better than that. I, I do. you go and you sort data since March one. The best defensive team in the country period is San Diego State since March one. Nice clean starting day. Number one defensive efficiency. That's how we sort the data on this podcast.
0: I'll sort I'll sort the day. I sort the data for my birthday. <laughs> okay. You get a two month sample size and San Diego State is 15 and 2 and ranked 4th at the um, so that's among the reasons I had a Jerome Tang level of faith in San Diego State. But yes, even high I level. am surprised. It's a high level. Even I am surprised that that San Diego State basically controlled Alabama for for much of the game and 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 hand, and, 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 and and got rid of them. Um,
1: Although before fairly, we move on, Bama did make a push there would there was a there was a little gap there in the oh, second yeah. half and, yeah where well, it was well, it looked it looked hairy and then speaks to speaks to dutcher that scout and that staff there was no buckle right and it was like oh you think it's you think you really think it's going to be that easy like you think you're getting rid of us like this and they shut them down water turned off entirely man yeah it like, was
0: in the final minute it was a one possession game like it got there yeah. but like it only got I guess my point is they were down like seven with a minute to go, and then they it felt over. Uh, but I guess based on what we've seen over the past few, not, maybe you don't think anything's over. But they they got it to a place where all right, maybe they can they're gonna have to foul, stop the clock. Aztecs are gonna have to miss some free throws. Maybe they can get back in this. They 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 had a shot, but it felt the game felt decided for much of the final ten minutes of that game, and uh, and then of course it leads to. I saw a lot of this um, uh, it, it, about because people like to say it during the season, and then after it happens, and Alabama is terrible from three and eliminated from the tournament, you get a lot of people talking about well, you just can't you can't win a championship that way. Living and dying that's that's the the, the phrase everybody throws out. Living and dying with the three can't live and die by the three can't win a championship that way, and. I guess when people say that, I'm I'm always uh, eager to point out that somebody has already won a championship playing this way, if by this way you mean living and dying by the three. And it's Villanova in 2018. Villanova, 47.5% of its field goal attempts in that season came from three. 47.5%, 47.5%, nearly half of their field goal attempts, nearly one out of every two, came from three-point range. This is what people tell you you can't do, live and die by the three. Villanova finished 36-4, and four, won their final 10 games, including all six NCAA tournament games, by double digits, while launching 47.5% of its field goal attempts from three-point range. Alabama in 2023, 47.2% of his field goal attempts came from three-point range less of a percentage than what villanova did in 2018 while winning the national championship so like stop it with the you can't shoot threes like this and win a national championship we've already seen somebody do it it wasn't that long ago and when i tweeted this oh boy woo! over and over again people were saying Well, yeah, but Alabama went three of 27 from three. You can't win it. You can't win shooting like, well, of course you can't win shooting like that. Dipshit. Okay. Yeah, you can't shoot three of 27 from three and win a national championship. Doesn't that go without saying? But either way, the point remains the same. You can take roughly one out of every two shots from three and win a national championship. It's already been done. You just have to do it well. So the problem for Alabama isn't style of play. The problem for Alabama is not playing that style really well consistently, at least in this NCAA tournament. And you can point out some stuff throughout the season where you were like, okay, Villanova, though, that team was a really good three-point shooting team, and this Alabama team wasn't as good. Of course, I have access to all of the same numbers any of you are looking at. But Alabama did use this style of play to become you ready for this the number one overall seed in the ncaa tournament i just have no patience for people who act like you can't win a national championship in college basketball shooting threes at that rate because it's already been done alabama does not need to change its style of play you know what alabama needs to do uh shoot better from three uh be more consistent with it but the style of play the approach to basketball which is what style of play is the approach is fine it's the effectiveness that has to improve, and I suspect that it will. And I know I saw people pointing out that now Alabama has been a top two seed in two of the past three NCAA tournaments and lost in the Sweet 16 both times, first in 2021 to UCLA in overtime, and then on Friday night to San Diego State by seven. Um, and it's like, well, you know, Nate can he really get – trust me when I tell you. If he keeps putting together teams that are this good and get those kind of seeds, he'll break through eventually. I'll never defend him for the way he handled the Brandon Miller situation, but I'll, I'll defend him passionately as a basketball coach. And I'll never forget because it was actually Billy Donovan who told me this. Nobody else pointed it out about Billy Donovan. Billy Donovan told me this. He said after he won a national championship, then he won two. And he said, do you realize I got knocked out of the NCAA tournament five straight years in the first weekend, first or second round, five straight years, immediately before I won the national championship. People were, te- people were saying about Billy Donovan, can't get out of the- can get you the tournament every year, but can't, you know, just flames out every year. That was his reputation. You know what he said? I knew if I kept building teams that were good enough, eventually something good would happen. That's the deal keep assembling teams that are good enough to advance in the bracket and they won't always do it, but eventually you'll pop through and that's going to happen for Nate Oates. The guy is recruiting at too high a level and coaching at too high of a level to not eventually have NCAA tournament success. That's coming. So if you got, as Dan Hurley might say, <laughs> you know, it's, it's on the way. Get us now. Cause it's coming. It's coming. It's coming Nate, with the NATO, with NATO's it's coming. He'll, he'll he, 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 he took his lump in 2021. Last season's team was just okay, like nothing special. This, season, this season's team was special. It was literally rated in the computers at certain points as the best team in the country. And then it had an awful night, and you can't do that in this tournament against a quality basketball team. So now you're gone. But as long as he keeps putting together good teams uh, that, that can get these types of seeds... Eventually, you're going to see Alabama in an Elite Eight and in a Final Four and maybe win in a national championship.
1: The other one seed that went down was Houston, 89-75. And you could make the argument that although Miami looked good through the first weekend, it was even more surprising in the way that it happened. Uh, the Cougars uh, rated as the best team in the sport this season. That is gone. UConn is now the number one team at Ken Palm. Houston dropped its perch for the first time in months because of this loss. And Miami came correct, and boy, oh, boy, this was a team that, was, that needed a 16-1 to 1 run to escape late from Drake in the first round. Tournament's funny like that, man. Sometimes you get one game. Like, you look up, you made a Final Four, and three of the four wins were easy, and there was the one that you you could
0: oh, very well look lost. At, look at Florida Atlantic. Yes. I mean, they if, were. If, they, if, they, if, the, if the officials don't call if the tie-up... If they call a timeout, Florida Atlantic's over with. If Kendrick Davis doesn't doesn't pretend to be Kihei Clark, Florida Atlantic's done. That kind of stuff happens in this tournament
1: all the time. I'll remind people, by the way, Miami lost at home to Florida State a month ago to the the night, to the day, basically. They played on Friday. It was February 25th, and now it's March 25th. Uh, Congrats to Miami and Jim Larinaga. Um, if you didn't read my Laranega column, I wrote something earlier in the week, which is aging amazingly because <laughs> they keep winning. Uh, 89 points, though. It's the most points Houston's allowed in a game in the last five seasons. Houston. Houston. What are we doing? It's the, it's the, the same thing as Bama was allowing 56.6 points a game of the season. 89 tonight, allowing opponents to 36 percent shooting. 51.7 for the Canes. Three-pointers per night. Houston was keeping opponents at 6.2. The U had 11 triples and shot 44% from three. Unbelievable. Um, Houston thrived on forcing turnovers. Only forced six of them against Miami. and only had four points off those turnovers. That was a season low. Um, Bizarre game for Houston. Save a thought for Miami after. I had Houston winning it all. You had Houston winning it all. I, I thought that Miami would be able to win the game because of, of just the, their size, their strength. you know, their shooting. They got everything, right? They, the, Miami has actually has a lot of pieces. And I had mentioned this multiple times this season in my power rankings. The metrics were down on the Canes. As we speak right now, 26 at Ken Palm. But this was a team that, even when it was, when it was rolling, wasn't even top 35 at Ken Palm. Um, so that that is what it is. But I always thought they had the roster to be better. They were the one seed in the ACC. The ACC is still in this tournament. Miami's the only one. Fact: The SEC and Big Ten got more. uh, Yeah, the SEC and Big Ten got the most teams in the field, eight apiece. None are left in the bracket. Uh, But the Big Twelve and the Big East have two. ACC, Miami's there. Um, Your thoughts on how Houston saw its season come to an end? Because it did feel. It felt. I don't know if it felt like Houston was destined to win a title. I'm not saying that, but I did think there was a very high probability. Cougars were going to be playing in their hometown on a, in a national semifinal on a Saturday in March. I mean, in April.
0: I had them there. Obviously, Houston was never the type of overwhelming team that you can just go. I don't know who's beating them. I mean, Temple beat them, right? You y- you could see them getting beat, but it was thought- easier
1: for Temple to beat Houston than it is to hire a new head coach. That's
0: that's where we're at. <laughs> I, I I so isn't that. Like in 2012, or especially 2015 with Kentucky, it was like I don't know how they're not getting to the Final Four. With Houston, I never felt I don't know how they're. I mean, if you lose to Temple, you can lose to you can lose your round of 32 game, your Sweet 16 game, any game after that. But I'm surprised they went out the way they went out, down six at the half, and then never tied it in the second half they were behind the entire 20 minutes trailed by as many as 17 lost by 14 like that it, it, there was a moment where it's like all right well here they go and it just and then instead of them going it was Miami going and it, it never comes down to one thing but i did think going into it uh, you know both of these teams strengths Houston had a lot of strengths but Miami's strength was the guards right mm-hmm. and Houston's got really good guards too so just line them up Uh, Sasser, Shed, Mark, 14 of 36 from the field, 5 of 19 from three, combined for 43 points. So they shot 39% from the field, 26% from three, combined for 43 points. At Miami, Wong, Pack, Poplar, 18 of 36 from the field, 9 of 19 from three, combined for 57 points. So they shot 50% from the field, 47% from three and combined for 57 points like Miami got much better play out of its backcourt than Houston did. And the key to all of it was Nigel pack, or at least the star of it was Nigel pack seven of 10 from three life wallet, your MVP of the game. And like you pointed out, Miami is kind of the opposite of uh, what we sometimes refer to as computer trickers. Miami was the ACC co-champ. It's a 28-win team, got a great coach, great guards, and started the season 42nd at Ken Palm. Was never higher than 31st at any point in the regular season. Was 43rd when this NCAA tournament started, and is still only at 26. Do you realize Ken Palm still rates 19 and 15? West Virginia seven spots better. Than, Miami, than a Miami team that won the ACC and is in the Elite Eight. And I'm not, I'm not arguing with the numbers. It's just that, um, you know, the data is the data. The algorithm is the algorithm. It's just interesting that Miami has, in terms of win-loss, resume, all that stuff, has been a rock-solid team all season for most of the season. But the, comp- the predictive metrics never um, reflected that in any way whatsoever.
1: Yeah, it's pretty fascinating because uh, because they do have. I mean, between Wong
0: Miller, so Wong. Mac, Pac- I know 26. I should be clear before somebody wants okay. to tweet me. Right. But, like I know the predictive metrics don't care if you have a great coach and a great backcourt. Yeah, 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 I, I, I understand. I, I just don't want somebody tweet me that.
1: I'm tired of people tweeting. Wong me. Miller, O'Mir, Pack, Poplar, all in double figures, and uh, like they just. I don't know. They they're, they're capable of having great nights from the line, getting to the line with frequency. Pretty reliable from three-point range. Not afraid to take uh, big shots. Uh, move the ball well. Wong is an alpha. I've been singing Miller's praises for months now. Omir is just a house. I mean... And he, yeah, listen, he outplayed jarris Walker. He outplayed a lottery pick. There's just, there's no, there's no getting around it. And and Um, Jarvis
0: Walker took some ridiculous shots, too.
1: He did. There were a couple of them. There was one where it was like a one dribble, two dribble,
0: two feet inside the arc, (laughs) contested long two. It's like, what?
1: I know. Interesting on Houston here. they, They get knocked out. They go to the Big 12 next season. Um, they can certainly get another one seed under Kelvin Sampson. That that, that that will be in the on the table potentially, but it won't surprise me if we look up in five to seven years and they're like a good Big Twelve program. But we're like, man, that was that was the window, like right there. You made a Final Four, a Elite Eight. Here, you don't even get you get the Sweet Sixteen. But congrats to Miami for for getting it done. Um, Miami has four NCAA tournament wins without Jim Laranega and ten with him. Man. He is something else. Do you? And I I was just going to say the only team that's made the elite eight and back to back Miami's got the best elite eight streak going. It's the only team this year in the eight that was also there last year.
0: And the Miami women also in the Elite eight for the first time in school history, them Cavender twins, boy, they always Uh, up to something, you know, they're always up to something. Mm. I watch them. They're always up to something. Do you remember when Jim went to Miami? People were like, I don't know about this.
1: Dude, I talked to Jim earlier this week and he just, he, he, I I saw him in Albany and I was like, Hey, listen, you know, just to get on the record, like that you're not going to retire. He's like, Matt, I'm not retiring and I've got five grandsons and they're all between 13 and 17 and they say I got to coach them. So I might be going until I'm 80. I'm like, All right, Jim, it sounds good. I was like, I'm writing this column on you. I don't want to say that you shouldn't retire. And then we look up and two days later, you're like, See ya. So he's, he ain't stopping, man.
0: He, uh, well, why would he, he's running, he's got, I mean, he's running a hell of a pro like with Bayheim. It was like, all right, man, I'm, I'm not saying you need to retire because you're 76 or, but you might need to retire because the program is not good anymore. But Laren egg is running an incredible program. I mean, back-to-back elite eights, ACC championship,
1: back-to-back elite eights as a five seater Worst. It's only happened three times ever. This Miami team, 86-87 Eighty-six, eighty-seven, LSU, and then the the Brad Stevens Butler teams are the only teams to make consecutive Elite Eights with a number five or or worse seed next to their name. Congrats on the uh, congrats on the Canes, man, and congrats on Laranega. He's one win away from taking George Mason in Miami to Final Four. come on, man. And That's as I thing. wrote earlier in the week, here's the thing: it's not that he's the best coach in both those programs' histories. Go go look at George Mason basketball history and look at Miami, which didn't have a program for more than a dozen years they have almost no other successes when he hasn't been the coach. It's been him and nobody else for the most part. It's wild, man. No, he has not been back to the tournament since he left.
0: He should maybe already be in the Naismith Memorial Hall of Fame.
1: Maybe, but this is the thing. Like, if he gets one more win, like, maybe that's the tangible thing that needs to happen. Maybe right. it does. But if my, if he takes the Miami friggin' Hurricanes to the Final Four, get him into the hoop hall. Because he, he's going to get 800 wins. It, it is inevitable. He might get there regardless. But a second Final Four is, I think, the clincher.
0: I re- I just remember... When he went to Miami, first off, people, it wasn't even that people didn't, that were like skeptical. It wasn't just that they were skeptical. It was that folks thought this is your classic guy had some success at the mid-major school doesn't know who to hire and he's going to go down to South Florida and retire. Like that's what people said. So that was like 12 years ago. Yeah. When he got hired? I didn't buy the... I, I didn't think it would go that well on uh, that's. Miami went and hired a 61-year-old mid-major head coach. And people were like, what? Really? And he's mm-hmm. he's been great. Absolutely, absolutely great. And doesn't seem close to the end. Like, that's the thing. Um, mm, nope. This sport, I think more th- more so than college football, allows for coaches to continue to operate at a high level... Um, into their seventies, Mike Shishovsky did it. Roy Williams did it. Um, Rick Patino. is is doing it. Um, and Larinaga belongs on that list, and 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 maybe closer to the top than most people realize. Um, if, if folks haven't read your story, they should go check it out at cbsports.com. He's he's been awesome, and uh, really happy for for you know you and I both have gotten to know Jim a little bit over the years, and he's like. He's easy and accessible. He's 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 as easy as it gets. He's as easy as it gets.
1: He is. He is everything you think Jim Laranega is. He is. We saw the dance. The dance (laughs) viral. Like, keep keep it up, Jim. Every by the way, every as that article points out, he's the portal king. Every sweet 60 every second weekend team he's had at Miami have had three starters that have been transfers, man. He's been getting it done.
0: Should it be a bigger story? Like, I know people will make their life wallet jokes. But like, should it be a bigger story? Like, the casual person watching these games has no idea that a billionaire Miami booster went and bought the guy who yeah. hit seven it, threes tonight. Yeah. I know. I, should I, that be like something? I jokingly
1: like, said he's underpaid. By the
0: way, <laughs> I mean seven threes for four hundred. I know it season? will. It That's will be mad. an even
1: bigger story. How about this? It gets even bigger if Miami and K State win. Shouts to Mike Miller at the Field of 68. I saw you tweet this out. Uh, absolutely, Mike. Uh, this is a great... This is, And I know he listens to the pod. K-State lost Nigel Pack and got better. Miami yeah. got Nigel Pack and got better. And both those teams could wind up in the Final Four with the most talked about transfer in college basketball last offseason. It is pretty interesting. You're
0: Oh, buddy. I think we lost him again oh boy i'm here i never i never left (laughs) oh you don't know that you left but you did all right well you know sometimes people people wake up in the hospital and they're like what's going on and you're like you've been asleep for 28 days you don't know you've been asleep for 28 days but we know we know you just went into like a seven second coma
1: wow yeah i have passed out that i that i have experienced before you you pass out you wake up you're like whoa whoa um you know what what I said. I it all the time. It's, it's it's lost it's lost to the ages. Let's get on to Creighton Princeton.
0: So um the the late night games weren't that fun i mean maybe creighton princeton was fun for 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 a half it was fun for a half it was it was was most first half points in the
1: entire tournament 90 combined so it was fun for Mm. a half yes
0: Uh, condolences to anybody dumb enough to take the under second game in the south regional uh, close for a little while but then the higher seeded team pulled away creighton 86 princeton 75 blue jays are in the elite eight for the first time since 1941 your thoughts can we call it the Elite
1: 8 when there was an 8 team tournament? Like you just by getting in you're in the Elite 8. Yeah, I think you I guess eight, so.
0: Yeah, you're in the Elite 8. What do you want me to do?
1: Um I don't hey, hey a, a note of congrats to Princeton for giving us another memorable awesome Cinderella story. 15 seed winning two games. That's going to be amazing every single time. And the way they did it was incredible, just dominating and then Creighton was a different it was a different setup, man. That's a that's a different kind of team. Ryan Kalkbrenner is a different kind of big than uh than what Princeton faced, even in Arizona, those, those are good bigs, but defensively they're not called Brenner at all. And, uh, and Princeton ends its season with, uh, with just, you know, uh, just an, an all time memory. And I, I actually will be interested to see if uh, Tosano uh, Ooma is going to be able to, if he wants to transfer, because he's the senior, like is he going to come back to college basketball? He did himself good and he will be, if he wants to pursue a grad year somewhere, many a high major is going to target him. It, it, it keep an eye on him. As for Creighton, um, he should go to Miami. It, he should actually, you know what? Can he transfer to Miami before right Sunday's now. game? Is that allowed? You know, if anyone can do it, life wallet, make it happen. Well, at, least it on on <laughs> at least give it a shot. At least yeah, give it a shot. Take a shot. Take a shot. Um, by the way, I, I can't. I, if the Jalen Clark injury doesn't happen here, I think Princeton's got a chance. <laughs>
0: Don't but, tell me. Don't tell me! This is, I've been telling I've been telling people for weeks now.
1: But so as it as it happens, Creighton benefits. I did have Creighton in the eight. I have Creighton in the four. I had Creighton beating Bama though. So uh, now they're going up against San Diego State. And Kalkbrenner, you can see here, he's got the most points in a single tournament. If you're watching on video in uh, Creighton history, uh, shouts to Marcus Zagorowski, by the way. <laughs> No, <laughs> who, was his, is who was his brother yeah, can you remember that's the question can anyone in the chat remind gp who marcus Zagorowski's fake half brother was that's an old it's not even that old but we have a lot of new listeners in the past no, year no, man, he
0: didn't he have a real half brother
1: i thought he was the fake one no the chat's fake gonna one. have to come is there anyone watching in real time at this it hour that's marcus
0: Zagorowski and michael carter williams is are, that what it was Are okay. real half brothers okay and yes i and then i decided who was the fake one you're right. You're right. I think I remember. I think I decided that was so funny to me. Just, it just doesn't sound like two people coming
1: through immediately. That's I talk about nothing right
0: other there. than the names and the names yes. just don't sound like the brothers, Michael Carter Williams and Marcus Zagorowski. <laughs> And so I decided that Jalen Crutcher and Killian Tilly—that's what it was. <laughs> oh my gosh! I said Jalen Crutcher and Killian Tilly were half brothers. I just started you saying. Don't it like it was you don't know where you were
1: yesterday, but that is a good pull. That is great. That is great stuff, man. Calk Brenner had uh, had 22. Shireman had 21. <laughs> what an all-time pull that is. Uh, Trey Alexander had 19. Creighton shot 58% from the field. <laughs> Amazing performance. Uh, 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 Jays living up to the preseason hype. Top ten team for the first time in program history. Back in the fall, Kalkbrenner got mono, and now, now it's a rematch. By the way, San Diego State and Creighton played last year in the first round of the tournament. Man, did you remember? Did you remember that?
0: The only thing I remember is that Creighton won. I decided Jalen Crutcher and Killian and Tilly were half brothers. Yeah, that's true.
1: Kalkbrenner got hurt in that game. Um, it's so always ha- getting hurt. Or, or I know. Well, let's endless. see if he can stay healthy here. Creighton moves along into the eight. One of two biggest teams still there, obviously, with UConn. And it was an impressive pull away in the second half. Greg McDermott and the Jays. That's gonna be, I'll tell you what, prepping for Princeton. Princeton and Creighton actually, the way that they played was very similar, not just in the game, but just their styles of play was very similar. And I thought that might benefit Princeton in the in the long run. They just didn't have the, the gas to pull it out. And now you got to turn around two days. got two days, two day rest, really one day rest. Play a San Diego State team that's that's very different. What were your thoughts on what the Jays did?
0: Uh, well, like they just pulled away in the second half and made the – like I just wanted to watch one of these after what we got la- uh, Thursday night, I just I wanted know. to – I just wanted one game with some drama in the final minutes and we just didn't get that late at True. night. Um, still, for Princeton, it's a sweet 16. Like that. that's amazing. And you, you lost – you lost the game. You were supposed to lose the game. You lost it about the way you um, – were expected to lose it. I think they were 10.00 point lost by 11. Um, you, you, you played them really competitively um, for a half, and then the better team just took over. And Kochbrenner, 22 points, 5 rebounds. I don't know if you know this. Mm. You can sort data over at barttorvik.com. I invented um, sorting the data. All right. Ryan Kochbrenner came back from mononucleosis. You ever
1: had mono, by the way?
0: I don't think I have.
1: I have, but you know what? It's late and we're at 52 minute mark. We can't get this thing off the rails. I have though back in the day.
0: I'll get to, I'll get it. If you want me to,
1: uh, you know what? For the pot, I'm not scared it. of it. All right. I'm we, not I, scared. Actually, of it. I don't want you flirting with it. I don't need you flirting with t- it. You do it enough on your own. Um, let's not, let's not. I'm not scared of mononucleosis.
0: What do I got to do to get it? Can we avoid do I gotta do to before it before the final four, please? Because <laughs> we still have content to do. No, I think I want some mononucleosis. Where can I get it? <laughs> I Where can know. I get it? I don't you think know. Maybe the subway. Why maybe I should just go to the subway. Maybe I should just walk out of this hotel when we're done and go to the subway and look for some mononucleosis. It's I'm out sure there somewhere.
1: You, I'm sure you it know
0: is. it's out there somewhere. It's out I there. Just got, I just got to find it. Since he returned from mononucleosis, Creighton's 18 and six and ranked seventh at, at BartTorvik.com. High level team. Been playing well for a long time been Playing well for a long time, so that was that. Whatever, if I'm being completely mm-hmm. honest, I kind of lost interest in the game.
1: I know you did. The final must, game, if, of the night, if you lost interest in that game, <laughs> then let's get to Xavier, <laughs> Texas. <laughs> it, the, the late night games were terrible. I just wanted, something I, I really could. wanted Xavier. That's the two, and you know, it's, it's the two three, you know, just Xavier down 17 at the half, man, the largest halftime deficit they had all season. Um. Tough stuff. And but listen, credit, credit, credit to Texas. This is this is who this team has been for much of the past, you know, four or five weeks. I mean, Christian Bishop coming off. You talk about another transfer situation, former Creighton Blue Jay on mm-hmm. Texas. Yeah, interesting, uh interesting thing there. Uh, he had eighteen. Tyrese Hunter. He, you know, he'll disappear on you for three or four games and then just pop up and be awesome. And that's what he was here. Marcus Carr continues to play well. Uh, Sir Jabari Rice continues to play well. Just the guards, the physicality. Texas, 52% from the field. It, it, it just outclassed Xavier entirely. Shut down Sule Boom for the most part. He ended up with 12, but he was non-existent in the first half. Kunkel played well. Nunji was okay. They didn't have a lot of depth. They just didn't have it, man. They just Texas is a better team, no doubt. They run away with it. Like the final margin was 12. This was like a 20-point game for the majority of the night, but. Xavier fans, take this, of course. You get Sean Miller, year one, top two team in the Big East, a three next to your school's name in the tournament, and a Sweet
0: 16 run. You're doing just fine. Now, are, you, are you kidding me? Like, and, and you lost Zach Fremantle. Yeah, you, and you didn't have Second-leading scorer no. and leading rebounder in January. You lose Fremantle in January. You never have a healthy Jalen Clark, and you still end up in the Sweet 16? You take that every day.
1: You take You take it. Now, there will be some roster reconstruction. We'll see. But... Good on good on X for a good year at Texas now, into
0: the eight. Um, First I, time since two thousand eight Yeah. into the elite eight. I shouts to DJ the Augustine. Yeah. Shouts yeah, to Dexter yeah, Pittman.
1: Yeah. yeah. Not shouts to Kevin Durant though. That was 7 seven. Didn't even get past USC.
0: Do you remember who eliminated Texas in the in the elite eight? OJ Mayo. <laughs> OJ Mayo. Yeah. No, I'm talking two thousand eight elite eight. Oh, okay. It <laughs> was that OJ Mayo. No. Uh oh eight elite
1: eight, Texas. Ooh, good good trivia time here. Let me uh let, let's see. So oh eight elite eight would have been Kansas over Davidson. Um who knocked out Texas? Would that have been ooh um was that
0: Michigan State? Carolina? No, but Michigan State had already been eliminated by the same team.
1: huh. look at us now. Um, who beat Texas in 08? Uh, what region? You okay, know,
0: here we go. It's one of them. It's one of, the one of them? Yeah, one of those regions. One of the four. We had four regions, and Texas was in uh, one of them. It wasn't
1: UCLA. It wasn't Kansas. It wasn't Memphis. Who am I missing? Tell
0: 85-67. Derek rocks. Rose, Chris Douglas, Roberts, and Joey. It did it? They it was out. Memphis? It was Memphis no, because that got, the thing, the, I don't remember the, the thing game. You got to remember about... That, about um, yeah, oh I don't remember God. this game. Who was what? my point... Who was my point guard at Michigan State that year? It's my favorite guy. Nightsel, Boy.
1: Nitzel, Drew buddy. Nitzel. Okay. Nitzel. So
0: Derek Rose in in succession blew out Drew Knightzel, blew out DJ Augustine, and then blew out Darren Collison, mm. Russell Westbrook.
1: Yeah. And then what happened? Well, wow. Yeah, there we Dozier go. Dozier for the championship happened. Dozier for the championship. No, and we're going to overtime. That's right. Uh, good on Poor Texas. Poor Jim Nance, by the way. He
0: sounded so upset. So I wasn't depressed.
1: able. I was in HQ. I was listening to stuff. I didn't hear the Houston call. I was actually wondering how that was going down. I didn't hear the play. By he was.
0: He, he sounded. He sounded disappointed. I, I mean, listen, he's the best. So at by when yeah. it was time to celebrate Miami, he celebrated Miami. But you could you could tell like his heart was broken a little bit, you know, and, Understandable. And it should be. We didn't get the Nance
1: calling Houston and Houston. That's uh that's unfortunate. I tweeted, uh, on Texas that crystal Connie just needs to come on. What are we doing? Like, why are we wasting our time? Just announced Rodney Terry. And then, uh, Okay, oh, man. and Pomeroy wanted to dunk on me well what what good does it do to do it now I mean nothing but why not at this point okay, I okay. understand if you weren't going to originally hire he has done a good enough job don't give him a nine year contract why not sign Rodney Terry to a four year deal see if it works if you if you wake up in two years and it's not working then you start then you start anew you are not getting the big guy that you wanted at this point I think if that was the case there'd be more buzz around it hasn't happened Terry's won 75% of his game since he took over won the big 12 postseason title got a 2 now into the elite eight, a game away from the final four, just go ahead and name him the coach. They're going to take the interim tag off. I don't think there's. I don't want to say no shot. I'm putting it at ninety percent that Rodney Terry's getting this job. I just wonder if, when and how are they going to announce this? Does he need to formally interview? Do they have to go through some some stuff uh, with the board of regents before this happens? That's probably the answer to this. I just don't see what the damage is in coming out and saying, we're so proud of what Rodney's been able to do and we're going to make him our next head coach. That's just my take on it.
0: The damage would be, and like I say this as someone who likes Rodney Terry and I want him to get the job because I like Rodney Terry and I'd like to see him get the job. But there is a massive difference. I I think both of these things can be true. I like Rodney Terry and I hope he gets the job. But there is a massive difference between taking over a top 10 team and keeping it a top 10 team Mm -hmm. and running a top 10 program. Those are two different skill sets. This team sure. was, this team work. Works. Yeah. And, and I'm just saying, if you were the Texas administration, what if you've got, you don't think they can hire the big name that, that, that might go, Oh, wow. And, and you might be right. I don't know. We'll see. But is there anybody you can think of that you'd go? Oh, Wow. If you can hire that guy, I don't care what Rodney Terry's done. You got to hire that guy. Sure,
1: but I don't think those. Okay, names well are Okay, well, what out there.
0: if they get that guy then? Uh, because then if, if because sure. if they can get that guy, then then everybody's saying you have to hire Rodney yeah, yeah. Terry if now. If they can, there's, then they're wrong. There's,
1: listen, th- is there the chance that CDC has that guy, Crystal Connie? There's a chance. My signals aren't indicating that, but if he has the guy, I will. I'll make a crow noise on the pod
0: and then I, and I, and I'll metaphorically I heard a, I heard a big name today and I don't know that I even buy it but I did somebody floated I don't even know about floated somebody was like have you heard this and it was a big name that if you that I mean, if this, I, I guess said guess it's possible but but I if I said it right if I said it you'd go you'd be like well you got to go you would, you'd say I'll you say to this I'm that. not gonna I, you don't even if have to I deny. said the name to you you would say well you don't course, have to have confirm to or deny guy.
1: this but I will say this I, you don't have to confirm or deny if this is the name that got floated however the one that's out there is like would Billy Donovan go Billy Donovan is close to Shaka Smart and the and the ending at Texas wasn't great and my understanding is Billy Donovan would never go to coach at Texas because of how it ended with Shaka Smart so I'm wow. not saying that's, a, that's who the name is uh, 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 but, I'm not
0: saying that's the name either yeah. and I'm not saying it didn't end awkwardly with Shaka yeah. Smart but if you're Billy Donovan, do you really not take a job because of how you uh, think maybe. Shaka? I don't, maybe I don't think did. Billy
1: Donovan wants to go to back to college basketball right now. I think I, if Billy Donovan I, ever comes back, it's Kentucky or, or nothing. That's my. That's
0: yeah, listen, I'm not saying Billy Donovan's going to be the head coach of Texas. I'm just saying that if you are somebody who insists Texas should hire Rodney Terry today, you are eliminating the idea that they could hire somebody that you yourself would say, well, you can't hire Rodney Terry if you can hire that guy. Yeah. So I mean, There's a few out there, but yeah. I uh, guess I'm Listen, if if Texas hires Rodney Terry tomorrow, removes the interim tag, I'm not going to say, "Ooh, emergency podcast." I can't believe Texas did this. Yeah, this is sure. crazy, right? Probably because I'll be asleep till like noon <laughs> if I if I can oh, pull it. Well, let's off. have a race if I can let's pull it off on that. Yeah, but um, but but I, I I don't think it's crazy to to wait it out. And I don't think it's crazy to not instinctively hire somebody because they're being successful in the moment with a team that they inherited. Can I remind you about Wichita State? And it's apples to oranges on some level.
1: It is. I'm, I'm not guaranteeing that it's going to have success. I, I hear what you're saying. Here, here, I,
0: but here's the way the Wichita State situation and the Texas situation are similar. And then we'll get out of here because it's, I mean, Christ. Um, <laughs> yeah. When on the day that Wichita State had to hire, had to fire Greg Marshall, they had no plans of hiring Isaac Brown. Zero. They would have never. If you just said, oh, is Isaac going to get the job? No, 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 no. Are you crazy? Mm -hmm. No plans to do that. And then he did well with that team. And so they said, I guess we got to hire him because he did well. Two years later, he's fired. All right. When on the day Chris Beard got fired, I don't think Texas wanted to hire Rodney Terry. I don't either. Okay, so this so it's a similar situation. And and uh, so and so okay. Well, but now we have to hire him because he's done so well with this team. Do you? Cuz that's what people keep saying. You have to hire him. And I I I,
1: I don't say you have to hire. Him. I think he's done enough to earn the job and I don't know if there's another candidate think, on the outside lurking yeah, that Here's here's that. my
0: point. Simply winning even at this level with a Chris Beard-built team, is not, quote, doing enough to earn the job because I don't think that's a skill set that necessarily proves you've earned the job. And I th- this feels a lot like when we talked about Charleston earlier in the year. Cause oh, I you hate
1: was, him. You can't stand him.
0: I love Charleston. I love Pat Kelsey. But I was like, I don't know why this team's in the top 25. And here's Ooh. another situation. I love Rodney Terry. I want him to get the job. Guys, getting ready to
1: coach and lead 8 you're just burying him. Oh, I want scene. him to get the job. I'm just it. saying,
0: I fundamentally think it's logically nonsensical to think because a guy's won X amount of games as an interim coach that he's definitely the best guy, or he's proved that he's the best guy to lead your program into the future. I, I don't think those two things, those those two things line up.
1: I got you Necessarily. On this, let's, Necessarily. Let's get out of here on this. And then listen, we're going to talk. We're not previewing the elite eight. We're, we're going to recap all that. We got some great game. Actually, have, quick, quick picks. I'm going to go Gonzaga beats UConn. Cause I've Gonzaga in the four to begin with. I'll go Texas over Miami Jays over Aztecs. And yeah, FAU FAU to the four beating Kansas state. Who are your four
0: winners in the elite eight? Okay. Kansas state over Florida Atlantic, but I don't feel strong. I like, I, I like that's Florida, cool, that's, Florida yeah. Atlantic is good enough to win this game. Oh, you, you bet your ass. They are. They are. The, the owls are good. Um, I just, that Marquis Noel thing. That was so all timer. Oh, I mean, dude, you were, amazing. you were in the garden. I was, I Oh, was, it was uh, top it
1: 10 was tournament awesome. game I've ever covered. And, and an amazing scene. And to be back, like back in the back bowels with right. him, all that. Stuff, it was just, yeah. so I don't, I don't, was rooting, awesome. I don't yes. root
0: against Florida Atlantic. Because if Fort Atlantic wins, I'll be thrilled for Dusty. But I like the idea. Like take like I like both of these coaches. I like both of these programs. I just the idea of Marquis Noel going wild in the garden again <laughs> I know. To take it is is awesome. All right, that that's the hey, best thing. I that's the best yeah. thing. Yeah. Uh, so I think I, I, I go Kansas State. I'll, I'll I'll take Kansas State to win. UConn I have in my original bracket as a Final Four team. So, I'll pick UConn again, two point favorite, by the way. Mm. But I really like if the Zags win that game, Dude, they might become the favorite to win the national championship.
1: We're not doing that stuff again, but I got to tell you, because I was at the guard, I just, I was not in any position to podcast. I was way too busy, all this stuff. I got to, I want to watch the, I saw bits and pieces. Now I saw the ending. Like, I want to watch the, the Gonzaga UCLA game. Dude, it was, I'm, it I'm was, going it to was. find the time to watch the game in, in full because, I, I I didn't see Timmy. I saw the final three minutes of the game, and I saw like a highlight here. Timmy going out and absolutely dominating
0: fools. Are you kidding oh, by, me with oh, the what was start, he was doing? Thirty six point. You ready for this? You let Drew Timmy go for thirty again against UConn and get a win. We got to submit ballots for National Player of the Year. I'm going Drew Timmy against. Oh,
1: it's it's it is. Drew Timmy's going to be debate if he does this. If he carries them to a Final Four, it's up for debate. Absolutely. Now, I, I, I'm not going to discard what discard he what did, but it would be up for debate. And um, I'm sure the our listenership appreciated you and KB getting into that game. So, But
0: uh, it, that just was... The game was wild.
1: It, it was an awesome thing to experience in the garden. I had like 10 media people around me watching on our computer, and we're going nuts because that Strother shot, he's out of his damn Ooh. mind even taking the thing to begin with, but he goes instant legend with it. It's incredible. You've got UConn. I've got yeah, the Zags. So I've,
0: yeah, so I've got Kansas State and UConn in the final four. And then I've got,
1: man, man. Yeah. I hadn't can, even thought you, about you this. You yet. can't fire Rodney Terry and have Texas win at the same time. Whew.
0: I'm taking my Aztecs to the final four. Yeah, you are. They're as, mine. Ass
1: ass as, ass ass ass. Yeah.
0: We, me and the Aztecs have grown up together. Taking the Aztecs to. The and then uh, I'll, I'll go Rodney Terry. All right. There we go. And by the way, if he gets to the Final Four, they're going to hire him.
1: <laughs> they don't have a choice. I don't think they have a choice. I I'm think just they're saying, hiring him. Oh, I I mean,
0: they we, oh, we've reached the point where, like, the yeah. post-game interviews are, are Rodney, you're still the interim coach. Why? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's where we're at now. You're asking the wrong guy. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Rodney Terry, you just won again. Why have they not made you the permanent head coach? <laughs> I mean, that's where we're at. It is. So I'll it is. take San Diego state. So the final four, according oh, to yeah. me, yes, is going to be San Diego state, Texas, Kansas state, and UConn.
1: And I've got, I've got Creighton FAU, Gonzaga, Texas. So we only have Texas. Of, of the four. How about that? We got some good, uh, good Which healthy. Which means Ronnie Terry's career is over. It, it's done. It's done for him. It's over. Because <laughs> we just picked.
0: We both just picked Texas. It's over. Dude, we
1: really went an hour ten. That's awful. Dude, I'm, I'm on
0: four hours.
1: Of, uh, uh, it's outrageous. I got to drive I'm home. I'm on five. I got to drive home. Let's go.
0: Well, I mean, I don't want to lose you. Let's go. I don't want to lose you to like, a, you know, falling asleep on the road or anything like that. I won't. I won't. I won't. I won't. Okay, Says good. the I won't. man that wants to get mono. That's true. I'm just saying I'm not scared of mono, and I'll get it if if it proves, let's if it go. proves Dude, how tough I on. am, I'm happy to get it. I don't want to lose you, you know, to a late night single car accident. So please be careful. But on, if man, I why did lose gonna you, say that I'm about to. No, let's go get this Juju I just out of here. Cal Boone did a great owl impersonation. So like, he and and, and we're thinking about starting an OnlyFans, Cal Boone and I.
1: I don't even need to know, nor do I want to.
0: Shouts to Devin Downey! Shouts to Chester, I just realized I'm two in the morning yelling in a hotel room. Shouts to Chester, South Carolina. Shouts to Huck. Shouts to Larnell. Thank you guys once again for listening, watching the Island College Basketball Podcast. Are even still
1: here at HQ, by the way?
0: You tell me. Open up that door. See what's out there. How many people are still here? It's a metaphor for life. Sometimes you just got to open the door and see what's out there.
1: I'm gonna do I'm gonna, you do the shouts. I'm gonna get a count right now. Hold
0: on. Get a count. Bring them in if you want to. Shouts to Huck and Larnell. I think we've already done that. <laughs> if you're not subscribed, please go subscribe anyway. You subscribe to Podcasts, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Over to Apple leave a Nice review. Five stars. Type some words. There's more of us than there are of them. That needs to be reflected in the comments. Anybody there, Deadline?
1: 12 still in the building, including me when we wrapped our selection Sunday pod. Four still in the building. 12 still grinding. CBS Sports HQ. Thank you to everyone that watched. I'll be back on HQ from the Garden on Saturday interviewing the winning coach and players, probably on the court, if not uh, right there in the back bowels. We'll see if it's FAU, Dusty May, or Jerome Tang and the Wildcats. And then we will podcast. We may be podcasting it tomorrow night together. I don't know how that's going to work. We got to go, though.
0: I'll be, I'll be here tomorrow night. I'll be a CBS Sports Network all day and then back here podcasting late on Saturday night after we have two tickets punch to the final four. Till then, take care. Bye-bye!